0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network.
1: Hello, and welcome to the Anfield Index. Podcast, it's episode 217. And normally at this stage, I say something to do with the number, but Carl Kopak has told me that he's come up with a really, really inventive strategy of talking about the relevance of the numbers because he hasn't yeah. noticed that I've been doing it for just the last year. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Carl comes up with uh, around about the number 217. I, of course, am Trev Denny coming to you from my study in my house in a field in beautiful rural Ireland, and I am joined. As ever, by the aforementioned Toffo, oh fancier, Karl Kalpak, and the condiment king that is Cam Branch, was in the background, always observing and offering up the hot takes that he does in the chat box His Guy Drinkle, who is himself fresh from producing myself and Jan Mulby all of an hour ago. Now, to begin today's show, I want to begin with something, again, just of a personal note that I've come across during the week and the Merriam-Webster website, a place I often frequented in my columnist days because uh, it was the dictionary of choice for myself had a feature on there very recently which it collected together all the newly introduced words from the year that you were born now naturally I was curious to click on my combination and the following sample of those words will will form the be- 1923. <laughs> Amazing. Can I just fill the listeners in on something that we talked about um, just before the mics <laughs> went live? And it was about how we wouldn't walk all over each other when we're trying to make points. And we teased Carl gently about his tendency to do so. And now branches is at it as well. I, I, I cannot win here, folks. I cannot win. And I'm going to remain completely... Um, you, you, the, the year is up for guessing at the end. Maybe it will be 1954. Who knows? Anyway, like I said, this particular combination of words, there's a, there's a huge amount of them, but these are the ones I picked out, and I've decided that they will form the basis for my forthcoming novel, which I will plug heavily on the show. Um, I want you to listen and be intrigued as to these particularly newly coined terms from the year of my birth. Just a little handful here. Like I say, this will form the spine of the plot of my new novel autoerotic asphyxiation bikini bikini wax deep throat duct tape GPS performance enhancing drugs Quango space cadet and televangelist now if you're telling me that that's not going to be a belter of a novel to rival any Copacchian treatise I'm sorry you're wrong and I can't wait to tie them together feel free
0: Steve Bruce's book Midfielder
1: (laughs) Feel free to uh, throw your guesses into the uh, various chats that you people uh, have afterwards. Can
0: I guess the year for that?
1: Yeah, I I, I think
0: I think I've got it for deep throats. Is it seventy-four because of Watergate?
1: Uh, 73 because of Watergate. Yeah. Ah,
0: of course you know, Yeah. 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 So.
1: Which, which, of course, now by, by forcing my hand, you've now outed my age. Uh, it means I can't lie to the listeners anymore, which I'm kind of disappointed about. But the, that, that voice that you heard, uh, um, finally, finally clarifying the aged, uh, status of your host is Carl Koppa. Carl, how are you this week? Anything you want to share with us at the start?
0: Well, firstly, I'm not very well at all. I'm having yet another cold. Um, I tend to take these. Uh, your, your question of what's on your mind, literally, I think what I've, I've been thinking about this week. Yeah. And um, I want to talk about, this is quite a long quote, so I do apologize in advance, but this is something that happened 130 years ago today, possibly even this minute. We're recording this on the 8th of November, and it's this, it's a statement. About 2 a.m., the 9th, I was coming by Thrall Street, Commercial Street, and so just before I got to Flower and Dean Street, I saw the... Ma- uh, by the way, the English is terrible, because it's not good. Um, I saw the murdered woman, Kelly, and she said to me, Hutchison, will you lend me sixpence? I said I can't, I spent all my money going down to Romford. She said, good morning, I must go and find some money. She went away towards Thrall Street. A man coming in the opposite direction to Kelly tapped her on the shoulder and said something to her. They both burst out laughing. I heard her say all right to him, and this man said, you'll be all right for what I've told you. He then placed his right hand around her shoulders. He also had a kind of small parcel in his left hand with a kind of strap around it. I stood against the lamp of the Queen's Head public house and watched him. They both came past me and the man hid his head down with his hat over his eyes. I stooped down and looked him in the face. He looked at me stern. They both went into Dorset Street. I followed them. They both stood at the corner of the court for about three minutes. He said something to her. She said, all right, my dear. Come along. You will be quite comfortable. He then placed his arm on her shoulder and gave her a kiss. She said she had lost her handkerchief. He then pulled his handkerchief, a red one, out and gave it to her. They both then went up the court together. I then went to the court to see if I could see them, but could not. I stood there for about three quarters of an hour if they came out. They did not, so I went away. Description age about thirty-five or thirty-four. Height five foot six, complexion pale, dark eyes and eyelashes. Slight moustache, curled up at each end. And hair dark, very surly looking. Dressed long dark coat, uh, collar and cuffs trimmed astrakhan, and a dark jacket underneath. Light waistcoat, dark trousers, dark felt hat turned down in the middle, button boots and gaiter with white boots. Sorry, were white buttons. Wore a very thick gold chain with linen, white linen collar, black tie with horseshoe pin. Respectable appearance, very very sharp. Jewish appearance. Can be
1: identified. Okay. I'm guessing this is Ripper related because it felt like we very. were in so, we, we were in Ye olde Serial there for a second. Yeah, um, Talk to me about why that was particularly on your mind and what the significance of it is.
0: The hunt tomorrow, the uh, two a.m. Well, probably between two and three a.m. The anniversary is the anniversary um, on the 9th of November. It's the final Ripper murder, which is Mary Kelly in Miller's Court, just off Dorset Street, and that was a statement given three days, so it's after the inquest by a man called George Hutchinson. And, um, Inspector who who is in charge of the case, um, said that he thought this, the witness credible. And even, um, Hutchison even took him round the East End looking for the same man. The reason I'm fascinated by George Hutchison is he's one of three things. He's either the man who saw Jack the Ripper, he's either a complete fantasist, or he's the murderer. Now, the hmm. reason, the reason why he gave the, that speech is because during the inquest, a woman called Sarah Lewis says that she saw a man standing where Hutchinson said he was standing for 40 minutes, looking up the court as if waiting for someone. So a lot of people think he just read that report after the inquest and thought, shit, that's me, I better go and make something up. Wow. (laughs) Wow. I'm I'm giving a talk on George Hutchinson in February. I'm obsessed with George Hutchinson.
1: Uh, Which which, which way are you leaning? Come on, just lay your cards on the table. Which way are you leaning?
0: I think my own personal view is that he did bump into her. He did go up the alley, uh, go up the court. I don't think that the man he's talking about exists. I thought it, it was rain and he'd actually been locked out of his digs for the night. Um, bearing in mind what her um, um, profession was, I think she, he knew that she had a room. So she had her own room, which is very rare. She's only committed indoors. And I reckon that he was asked for something a little bit more than a bed for the night.
1: So people a century ago were inserting themselves into stories as well, just for their own... And, it's, uh,
0: and, and, and uh, Ian Huntley, the, the Sower murderer, he, he did the same thing. He was interviewed yeah. on telly. So it's it's not always... Um, I don't think he was the Ripper, but I just think... I just love the fact that he basically cheated the entire police. If he, if he just made up the whole thing, he was taking Inspector line around Whitechapel, looking for people who looked like him. And also the description he gives, so he might as well have just said, rich Jewish man, which most people thought he was at the time. Yeah, Fairly obviously wasn't. Yeah, yeah, I like that a lot. He definitely wasn't a rich Jewish man.
1: The murderer. I like that a lot. Yeah, you, you fill, fill us in uh, according as your your, uh, your talk gets a bit more complete. I'm looking forward to hearing more about... Uh,
0: well, I'm, about I'm doing Jackson, it with a something. genuine George Hutchinson expert.
1: Oh, okay. Okay, I mean, that's, uh, that's a thing, is it? George Hutchinson expert. That, He's that's right,
0: a... least, uh, uh, Michael Bob Hinton has written the only book about George Hutchinson, which is called From Hell.
1: Okay, so is that where they get the name for the... Yeah,
0: the the, the, the term from hell comes from uh, the 16th of October postcard to the Central News Agency, which began um, from hell, and it's called the Lusk Letter. It contains a kidney.
1: You may have noticed, listeners, Carl knows a bit about this stuff. Um, (laughs) He's uh, he's semi-informed on the topic. Uh, Carl, what have you been up to this week, and your opening thoughts, please?
2: Um, 8th of November 1939. Mummy Branch was born. Ah, wow. Oh excellent. That's far yeah. more interesting. Yeah, so she's uh she's seventy nine today, so uh, uh my sister came down from Newcastle and we've had a nice day day together. So it's it's been good.
1: Love good. that, nice, nice, nice little bit of uh, a completely contrasting story there. A well, celebra- it was the same
2: day, so I thought I better mention
1: it. Yeah, a celebration of life. I love that. I love yeah. that. Um, uh, what about what about the rest of the week for you? Calms have been. Uh, you didn't. You didn't. You haven't injured yourself. You're not crocked, You're not sick.
2: No, I um, I made the mistake of going to Wolverhampton and uh, spending Tuesday evening with Young Tandon and uh, Sufferance.
1: Oh right, yeah. Was it that then in, in the in the in the dungeon, was it? In
2: the dungeon indeed, yeah.
1: Mm. Yeah. Mm. I'm very curious about that room, I have to say. You're <laughs> gonna you're gonna have to take some photos. <laughs> I'm very oh, curious.
2: Pitch black. Literally pitch yeah.
1: black. Yeah. So. I just it's, it's, I'm I'm dead curious. There's gotta be, you know, soft handcuffs and stuff like that, I'm not gonna mention <laughs> <wrench.
2: laughs> <I'm> just... <laughs> <They're> not soft. <laughs> 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 <room here>. And it's great
1: because we can say I think it's Gags doesn't listen, it's great. <laughs>
2: <Perfect>. <laughs>
0: gags thinks we only talk about football.
1: He does God bless he does
0: for a full hour. So in the first second.
1: Hopefully Eddie won't tell him, because Eddie does listen. There's a good <laughs> chance Eddie will pass on the handcuffs comments, I think. <laughs> uh,
2: anyway, let's let's
1: uh, let's get to the focus of um, of the early part of the show, which is also, uh, and, and always, uh, the football. And it's been a sort of a... I, got, I
0: forgot, I
1: forgot, Cam had a quote. Yeah, I've got a quote. Oh, oh yeah. sorry, I, I I thought you'd foregone the quote in order no, to... No, no, I've got I,
2: I've got one sentence quote, and I've got, and I've actually got a joke, which might lead us into something we want to discuss at some point. So, oh, uh, lovely. Here we go then. Uh, so the quote first: If you are afraid of failure, you don't deserve to be successful.
1: You love these, don't you? Who's that from? Charles Barkley. Charles Barkley. Okay, okay. And uh, is, is the is the joke related to the quote in some way?
2: No, no, not at all. But I, I remember one time we um, – I've had this joke sat in my notes because w- one show you said you wanted uh, silly jokes or something.
1: That's <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah never and I've had this that.
2: joke sat there. But because of something that's happened this week, this joke has a has a little connection in there. So here we go. I bought some shoes from a drug dealer. I don't know what he laced them with, but I was tripping all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh
1: my god, man! Uh, when I, th- to be clear for the listeners, I, I think the remit was your absolute worst cringy yeah. dad jokes, yeah. and that is dad joke spectacular. That is fantastic. Um, what okay, do I do? I dare to make the connection—the uh, obvious connection—to Liverpool's performance uh, in the week. Is that where you're going with this?
2: Oh, oh, I was that's... going with the Raheem Sterling trip.
1: Okay. Okay, <laughs> okay. Do you, talk, talk to me briefly about that because I know Carl has an opinion. I'll come back to him on it, but you, you know, I, I I I I saw Gary Lineker and the boys talking about it immediately afterwards. I, I obviously can't watch any football. I don't know how you guys do it when the Reds don't have a result. I just can't watch football. But G- I gambling, fl- Trev, gambling, possibly, that's why, that's possibly. Oh, I was I was flicking around. I I just did catch. Uh, Gary Linker and his uh, guests in the studio, sort of uh, raising a, a quizzical eyebrow, and they seem to be quite amused by the whole thing. Um, the general take I've seen has been that way as well. I think there was one particularly hot take from the Daily Mail. I don't know how real or, or otherwise that was. Um, I've seen evidence in the in the recent hours that that actually might have been mocked up, but obviously, I do yeah, don't it's like, a
0: parody. I've seen that. Yeah, I, do I mean, don't, I, 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 I don't
1: Yes, yeah. It, 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 yeah, but 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 you know, it, it, I think in and of itself, the fact that you could you 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 look a scan so that tells you all you need to know about the mail. Yeah. But 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 Cam, before I go to Caroline, because like I said, he has a specific take. it what, what? How did you feel about that? Do, do you care when you see stuff like that? Um, I do because
2: I, I don't think Raheem Sterling didn't do it on purpose. I don't think. I think he genuinely just tripped over himself. Um, but. He should have got up and just said to the ref, look, I tripped over. Because you could see Pep Guardiola's reaction as well. And he was explaining to, you know, the the people around him what he did. So if Pep could see it from where he was, why didn't the referee see it? And what was the fucking arsehole of the assistant behind the goal doing? Why didn't he see it? What's the point of having him there? They're not going to see these things. I really don't get why they're there. So and. Sterling should have got up and just done a, done what Robbie Fowler did uh, against Arsenal at Highbury when he, he he jumped over Seaman and the referee gave the penalty. He, he should have he should have got up and said look no no it, it wasn't a pen ref. He mm. should have done the right thing. And mm. I, cause I I hate cheating. I can't abide it. I really, you know I, when I played I never cheated. I never liked it. I just wanted to play hard and fair and enjoy the game. You know not that I played of any. Decent standard or anything like that. So yeah, he he, he was wrong in in his reaction afterwards and taking the pen in letting the pen c- carry on. Sorry.
1: Right. Yeah. Well, I think I think that's a, a quote that we're going to hear somewhat echoed by by, by Carl. And just before I get your take on it, Carl, I mean. <laughs> I'll be honest, you know, Cam says, you know, he played, he didn't like to cheat and that's admirable, of course. And that's a personal uh, thing. Um, I suppose I probably would have skewed that way myself, but I don't mind seeing it in my team occasionally. I have to say the occasional bit of, of the old, um, uh, snide, uh, stroke cheating. Um, when it's as gratuitous as that, I think you've got one choice and that is to, um, you know, not make yourself look like an idiot, frankly. Um, but anyway, what's your take on on, on the whole uh, Raheem um, uh, failure to, to, to hold his hands up situation?
0: Well, he didn't cheat. That's, that's the thing, he didn't cheat. He fell over. Mm-hmm. And people fall over. And he wasn't gaining an advantage by the penalty. He didn't claim for the penalty. He didn't even take the penalty. He didn't shout for it whatsoever. The referees got it completely wrong. And my point about it is, I saw people on Twitter last night saying, you know, he should have put it in the stands. If a Liverpool player did that, I would be insane. I would go absolutely mad. I don't mm. care. You don't get many advantages in football. We get so many wrong decisions. Something like that happens. It lands in your lap. You score. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't want. I wouldn't want that any other way. If Sterling had dived, of course, that's a different issue. But he didn't. He fell over. He's. It's literally. You know, I did my arm a few weeks ago. I did the same thing. I basically just. I thudded my the, um, uh, the sort of ball, the ball of my foot into the pavement. And stumbled. And that's exactly what he did. with the grass. Um, so he didn't cheat. There's no question of him cheating. It's whether he, whether they score the goal or not. But.
1: Yeah, but you see, the, the the difference is, Carl, to cut across you. You uh, after you you had um, had your your um, uh, unfortunate spill. Uh, got up and held your hands up and said, Oh, I've, I've, I've had a rick there. I've, I've fallen over. Uh, and you described the exactly what had happened. If anyone asked you, you didn't say you were pushed. Uh, if anyone asked you, uh, you didn't say, um, no, I haven't hurt myself. You you just basically said what happened. I think people's issue with it was, you know, it was an opportunity for, for to
0: say, but But he, no, there wasn't though, because he gave the penalty and he can't say he can't change his mind on a penalty. The referee blew. That's what I mean. No one's going to say, sorry, ref referee fell over, because you just assume that the referee knew he fell over. And the second he calls the penalty, he can't reverse it.
2: Right. Okay. He's, called, it's, it's, he's called that decision. Yeah, it's, it yeah bigger, but you'd like to think the referee would have taken Raheem then at, at, at face value. And when he's saying, look, it's it's not a penalty, ref. And the, the referee, referee would have
0: then said... Refs don't do it. When Chamberlain got sent off for Arsenal against... Um, Chelsea and it was the left back instead. Kieran Gibbs, Kieran Gibbs actually held the ball over the line, and all of and everyone was saying, "Look, you've got the wrong man." It wasn't Chamberlain; it was Gibbs. And the referee said, "No, I don't care. I'm sending him. I've, I've shown him the red card. I've made my decision. That's the red card. Off he goes."
2: And yeah. even the Chelsea it needs to maybe, be looks at then, doesn't it? In that respect, yeah, it's, it does. I mean, it's, yeah. it's,
0: it's, it's a shit decision, but my point is, take full of, take full advantage of shit decisions.
2: Oh no, no I, no, I agree with that. I, I mean, and I'm, I'm sure Trent does this as well. Um my, my my big thing on it was that Sterling didn't actually try and make any effort to say to the referee it wasn't a penalty. And that's that for me then borders on the line of cheating.
1: Well that's what you were talking about. Yeah, that's it yeah. that's, that's it does not for me at all. Yeah.
2: I think
0: yeah, I, well, I, 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 I would literally go, oh, okay. I mean we've all we've all seen Liverpool begin to dodgy penalties and go, Yeah, alright, if you like, we'll take that. Yeah. And I think this is the same thing.
1: It's there. there are two valid ways of Looking at, I think, and neither of them have. Uh, you know, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be uh, making any moral judgments either way. To be perfectly no, honest. Right. Um, uh, I wouldn't be making any moral judgments either way, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> yeah, make <laughs> us um,
2: look like uh, assholes. Here, thank Thanks very much for that.
1: <laughs> Jesus Christ, Brangie, I was trying to dig you out there. <laughs> oh, no, uh, sorry,
2: carry on. I'll edit that, guy. Edit that. Uh, let me type it in the chat box. Edit. Uh,
1: the, the, re- the reason Cam didn't realise
2: I was uh, uh,
1: white knighting there for him is because he doesn't listen to most of what I say. He admitted during the week, listeners, which is... Um, Chronically unprofessional admission, I have to say. I didn't
2: realise I was meant to listen to you, for
1: You no told me this. Yeah, it, it's kind of part of the job description, fella, when I'm asking you questions. But look, you oh, know, yeah. yeah, it's just that's tends to be how it works. But yeah. look, you, you you do you. You do you. Um, Carl, to stay with you for a minute, um, what, this is the point of the, of the show where we normally talk about our football highlights of the week. They have been ah! again, in short supply. Um, since we spoke last, we had the Arsenal results um, Again, I think overly lamented, and we had the horrific um, midweek showing in in Belgrade uh, a, a low point um, a real low point actually um, in 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 the club tenure um, so we have some things to talk about, not necessarily highlights uh, if you were to single out a reds related issue from the two games, what would it be for you
0: um the fact that we very, very nearly beat an Arsenal side in a game we should not have won. Um, although, saying that off to me, we had the disallowed goal and, and Virgil and, and the post and everything as well. But um, I thought if we would have won that game, then basically it is absolutely on for the world. Absolutely on. Um, I, I, it's just a shame we just couldn't finish it off. And, and, and Ars- I've, I've written a piece about it this week, and Arsenal shouldn't have lost that game either. But I'm, I like the way we showed character, because we absolutely got battered in that game. By a by, by a decent size, it has to be said. Um, as for um, uh, plus points about this Red Star Belgrade game, nothing, not a single thing. That was the worst game I've seen since two thousand
2: and fifteen. Mm, I agree. I
0: agree. Worse than the Napoli game. Yeah. Oh, my, miles miles worse. Yeah. Um, I, I want to ask what the keeper's doing for the second goal. I want to ask what Genie and was doing for the second goal. Why is he running behind the man? He's running away from. Him? He got caught.
2: He got caught wrong side because yeah, of the past. Well, it, the past, Take, take a the serious, card. Yeah, take but it was. A, yeah, he should have taken. You should have done a professional fight, right? But he, 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 um, the the past before that that went to the player put Ginny out of position straight away. Yeah, Ginny exactly. was in the right position in the first place. Yeah, if if it was the awful, if it wasn't for the the awful pass that put Ginny on the wrong side of the player, then Ginny has to make a decision and. Um, because Jimmy's not a natural DM and he's and he hasn't got that Shakarzuri about him, uh, that was a result. But then you could also ask, you're right about the keeper. I said it to Gags at the time. The, that ball went in in the middle of the net. Yeah, yeah. But it the it wasn't didn't... top corner. So no, the keeper wanted to look at it. Think, yes, touched it. I think Anderson actually touched it. You
0: know, it looked like to me. It looked like class with Joe Hart. <laughs> Joe Hart can see loads of goals like that where they're in the middle. And he does these strange things with his hands, and it sort of goes through them. But yeah. I mean, it was a good, good shot. But oh, Jesus Christ, it was, it was good.
1: Can we it was point good. out? Can we point out something about that goal, though? As, as you're watching it, we're all because we're we have our own, uh, um, you know obsession looking at our team and we're looking at the things that we see as being wrong yes there's a concession of possession yes we've got a fellow who's the wrong side and can't seem to catch up with this uh, lanky striker yes we've got two center halves who are advancing in a way that you would prefer they weren't doing you've got one lad turning his side to it you've got another lad in in matchup who should be doing better and yes you've got a keeper who seems to concede a ball uh, a goal um which goes as you say cam um he seems to dive underneath it uh, uh, in an odd fashion yeah. but but here's the thing, that kid gets the ball and drives at our goal and he does not lift his head, he does not check where he's going to put the ball, yeah. he just puts his foot through it and there is no finesse or planning or anything about it, he cannot believe the room he's been given, he yeah. cannot believe the fact that he's rolled in, he can't believe he's getting away, he can't believe the centre half hasn't closed him down, he puts his foot through it, he doesn't know where it's going. Now, I think you get goals like that and my problem is that we did nothing
0: yeah, we did nothing, and and I, I've said this a few times on the show. If you can see the goal, the first thing you do is make sure you don't see the second. And Liverpool just let him run. They just let him run all day. I I think there is a slight caveat for Wijnaldum because I imagine I didn't I didn't expect him to play because God, he did some running on Saturday because Fabinho was so poor, and I didn't really expect him to start. But um, yeah, I mean, you do get goals like that. But I thought Liverpool was just so slow. It, it really was like a 2015 team. It was so bad.
2: Well, the first, goal, the first
1: goal was was one of those goals like that as well, Carl, wasn't it? I mean... 2015
0: you, goal considered, yeah.
1: Yeah, you know, you you get to see this kid making his way past the blockers, of course, one of whom is is, is it was everyone's favourite punching bag after the game. And, you know, he, he gets a jump on everybody and, and, and it's in the back of the net. And as you say, then you, what you don't do is let another one go in. And uh, when I when the camera panned to Klopp and he's sort of smiling wryly or in exasperation, I'm thinking... Right. Okay. This goes one of two ways here. Now we either really get back on it, or it looks like bottling it is the wrong idea. I don't think it's totally the atmosphere or anything like that. But there wasn't half enough of what we demand from our Hutspa. side. There's
0: there no hot spa.
1: Hot spa is a thing that was yeah. in short supply. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, there, was, there, was, be, no,
0: there was no t- there no testacular fortitude.
1: No. No. And and listen, if, no. if you if you. <laughs> If you can't show a little bit of testicular fortitude when you are being surrounded by a baying horde like that, then, you know, um, questions do need to be deservedly asked. And Cam, I mean, do you worry about some sort of, I mean, I was looking at the overall run of games here the last um, 10 games or so with Jan on the show, um, the guy you produced for us there about an hour ago, and... You know, there's a pattern of sort of underperformance that you could argue. Do you worry that um, there's something going on here or do you think it's it's a bit daft to be um, getting too panicky at this stage?
2: You could be either or, really, couldn't you? Uh, you? You you should be worried. I mean, that's three European away games now. Our last three European away games that we've lost. So Four, uh, isn't it? Um, no. Oh, we beat Man City. Uh, you don't count the Champions League as an away game, do you? The yeah, neutral. Final. It's neutral. yeah, it's a neutral venue, isn't it? Okay. Yeah, yeah. so, but yeah, if you want to say four, you can say four then. Um, so it, that is a worry. Um, and, but as mad as it is, we're still top of the group, despite everything. Second. No, 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 I think we're still top, aren't we? No, we're second. Not Are we really. second?
1: Yeah. Yeah, we're second, yeah.
2: No, 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 because uh, I, I saw something. The um, it's Right now, it's still on goal difference. It only goes head-to-head um, at the, with the uh, last oh, game. Oh, I see. Okay. Oh, okay. Game, uh, game day six, you know, if it comes to, you know, uh, it needs to be settled on between the two teams, then it goes to head-to-head results. So t- I think technically we might still be tough. If I'm wrong... Shoot me down by all means. Um, I I think. I think we're second. I think we're putting. Yeah, but we're still in the group. We're not out of it. We're not. We've not been knocked out. So
0: well, well, here's the the weird thing about that camp. If we beat PSG, they're gone. We're through. Yeah, they're gone, and we're through. Yeah, yeah.
2: If
1: the, the the structure uh, the structure of the group, just to clarify for people who are listening, in case they're getting a little bit frustrated because sometimes people do, uh, we are on six points with Napoli. Napoli are top of the group, I think. Um, uh, I don't know whether that's the head-to-head or what that is, but they're they're uh, placed ahead of us. Uh, the goal difference for Napoli is one. The goal difference for Liverpool is two. So I can only assume it's the head-to-head that has them at- ahead of us. PSG on five points. And as you say, lads, if we go to them and beat them, um, then uh, everything's rosy again. However, they need to win against us at home. And I think you'd be a brave man to think that the Reds are going to come away with um, with a, a, a glorious European win on the current run, at least, um, which leaves us looking down the barrel of a massive game against Napoli, which we may have to win by a couple of goals. Do
2: you um, the real downside of that last game against Napoli, is Trev? Should I tell you something? Go on. What's our next game after the Napoli game?
1: It's united, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You
2: don't want to be going into the Napoli game, you know, putting every, you know, having your best eleven out there, desperate to win by. Then it has to be by two goals as well. Yeah. Because then it is head-to-head.
1: Well, at least there is a five-day turnaround, which is unusual for Champions League. We have the Tuesday to the Sunday at four That's o'clock.
2: Not so That's
1: not so it's, bad. It's a, it's a better turnaround than it could have been. Yeah, um, because
2: but, we had a four-turnaround this week, Saturday yeah. night to early Tuesday.
1: Well, look, an awful lot of things, uh, A lot, an awful lot of it is going to go on how uh, we recover um, in terms of our Premier League form. We've got in the next games, a run of games, we've got Fulham and Watford, PSG away I think it's sort of wild card we could do well we could do badly we do badly we still have the last game But then we've got Everton Burnley and Bournemouth before Napoli all of those are winnable games and if we go in with our tails up you know you're very confident going to, to a, a game against Napoli where something's on the line um but as you say, then <laughs> yeah, uh, if it goes the wrong way and then you've got the United five days later, yeah, yeah. It, look, it's 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 an interesting one. I think it's it's,
2: still, sh- it's completely in our hands. We're not we're not relying on what other people have to do. Uh, what I will say about the PSG game is, if if you watch the PSG against Napoli, the beginning of the second half, I, I when I got back home, I, I uh, after leaving the dungeon, um, I, I watched the second half of the. Uh, nappy PSG game. Napoli really went at PSG yeah, for 15 fifteen twenty out. minutes. Yeah, and they were hanging on for dear life, and yeah, they're well. not used to being attacked like that. And we showed that at Anfield when we attacked them, they they were all over the shop. They don't face this level of opposition week in week out, and we have to go there. We just have to go, you know, balls on the line, and just go bang, go for it. Because if they don't, an offload.
1: An awful lot of people's biggest issue with the Arsenal game was that we didn't do that against an Arsenal defence who are no great shakes.
2: They- yeah, and then that, that's on that's on Klopp then for the way he's got the team set up. Klopp made a major error for me. He knew Shakiri wasn't playing on Tuesday. Why wasn't he given more minutes on Saturday then? Why go with a, a flat back three, which is what he did? And I mean sorry, Carl was saying Fabino was awful. Fabino wasn't actually that bad. It was, and I know Ginny ran a lot, but Ginny had no influence on that game whatsoever. Well, because, Milner,
0: because of Fabino, because he was doing all his running for him. No, but Fabino was, was miles off the pace.
2: No, but he was still blocking off the passing lanes. If you look in that second half, Arsenal did nothing. They really did not do anything. If you go back and rewatch the game, Fabino was, wasn't as bad as what. Everyone's impression is at the time I thought he was bad, but if you go back and rewatch the game, he he had some misplaced passes though, and but he wasn't the only one. But he was blocking off the passing lanes, and if you look at the chances for both teams, it was pretty much even. Stevens. and Fabina was our best presser on the day, and tackler, the actually, presser.
1: and tackler as it turns out, and
2: tackler, and, and you know he he wasn't as bad as what the narrative is because it's easy. You know, instantaneous because those around him were playing so poorly as well. He looked poor as well because of the odd misplaced pass. And it's and I'm not, I'm not trying to defend Fabinho because ultimately all three of them were terrible. They weren't. There weren't any great stakes. I mean, I know Milda got the goal, yeah, and it was a vital goal. But we should have buried Arsenal our, our regardless. We should have hammered them. There was. No excuse for not beating Arsenal. We had the better opportunities, and it comes down to the fact we're not playing in a fluid way. We, I think, Klopp has has deliberately set us up a lot more conservatively. So we are we are creating chances. We, we're just waiting for that to click. And, and there's two things in my mind that uh, uh, are affecting this. One is we don't have anybody driving from midfield, and is running beyond the beyond the strikers. And two, Buvac. Well, can can I go three? Firmino, Firmino's not having a good time. But he's got—he's having to do the work of the runner as well. Yeah, he's he's dropping too deep.
0: Well, normally, if 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 you've got a runner from midfield, Firmino finds pockets of space, and he's not allowed to do that at the
2: moment. Yep. Mm.
1: So, is there is there? there, is there an argument to be made then, Lance? That you know there is, a, there's a, some objectively clear explanations for why things aren't clicking at the moment. We're missing that dynamism from midfield. Um, you know the the oxalate Chamberlain effect, which in theory was supposed to have been supplied and better by by um, Nabi Keta, and that hasn't happened yet for reasons. Um, that might be about to change. We know the Keita is ready to be reintroduced. Um, it wouldn't be surprising to see him getting some minutes against Fulham, and maybe alongside.
0: Let's talk about that, yeah. let talk. He's going to get in.
1: Yeah, maybe alongside Fabinho, where we could get to see two of the guys who are supposed to be um, central to our new midfield and, uh, in a positive light. Um, you know, there there are reasons why things aren't working. It's um, it's remarkable the amount of people who've been incredibly vociferous. Um, and generalizing in their descriptions of how awful Klopp is or how central uh, Zelko Buvac is in, in a really kind of definitive way. We spoke about it in Raw afterwards because it's a question to cross your mind, but we also noticed that at the time, I think it was Harry who brought it up, Buvac's disappearance also uh, uh, coincides almost exactly with Alex Oxlade Chamberlain's disappearance. And if we had had Nabi Keita firing and, and in the way that Nabi Keita should be and hopefully will be very soon, I don't think we'd be having these chats. Do you know what I mean? Because that missing link is there. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I mean, the problem is you can't prove it. I mean, what Boobat just not said. Not yet. Yeah, what Boo just have said to Klopp at halftime in Belgrade: "Your substitutions are mad." <laughs> it's gonna yeah. bloody wet. Um, why are you making those changes? And not touching the midfield. You know that that's um, you. You just don't know. It's an intangible, isn't
1: it? Mm. Yeah. Well, look. I mean, there's, there's, there's a, there's an elephant in the room. We can choose to, we can choose to ignore it or not. Um, but on the back of, of, of that most recent outing, you know, the one person that was getting most of the, of the kicks. Uh, was our buddy Adam Lalana. and uh, you know, I've no interest in this this show becoming one of those shows that bags on players. But I'm just curious to hear um, whether you think I, I have this terrible feeling he's going to start again at the weekend. You know how I feel about Lalana and Lover, and I think they're fine, but I don't want to see him starting if we have options. Uh, I, I I've seen nothing to change my mind from either footballer on that, but. You know, is what 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 do you think the team looks like then against Fulham, Cam? I mean, do you see a situation where Lallana continues to keep his place because he does seem to have a remarkable amount of trust in him from the manager?
2: Um, I hope not. Um, I, I think from his showing on uh, Tuesday night, he's I think he's uh, a great player to come on with twenty, thirty minutes to go to give a rest if we're three goals up. He's 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 not a starter for me anymore. He's just that no. squad option from the bench. Um, with with regards to the lineup, I think we need to go back to the four two three one um, because when Ginny and uh, Fab were playing as the two in the in the previous games, they were excellent. So and that allowed uh, it was no coincidence in two games we scored four goals in each of those games with them two as the two sitting midfielders. And yeah. You need to bring Shakiri in, and you need to persevere with the the front three because the only way they're going to get out of this rut is by playing through it. They're not going to get out of this rut by sitting on the bench and having a break now. They've got and, to fight. they got to and, fight, for,
1: fight for. and help help them, Cam, to become a front four with Shakiri because I think that's what we need. It's either it's either Naby Keita hopefully steps up and and, and starts doing Naby. Or we play the guy who isn't formed, um, and helps, helps to supplement the, um, the movement and, 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 and enhance the movement of those three world bidders we've got up there. I, I think that's the only way to go. And if it, if, if we see the weekend team and it doesn't have those four guys in it, I'll, I'll be good at it, I'll be honest. Now, I, to be honest with you, uh, uh Carl, you've alluded to it there. I know how important Roberto Firmino is, but you're right; he's not having a great time at the moment. I don't. I don't think I'd be that disappointed if he if he played Danny Sturridge, um, because I'm a little bit worried about the way events panned out. Um, Sturridge, who had been doing so well, and then sort of wasn't getting in for reasons best known to the manager, and then yeah. he is the guy who's getting the hook, and um, he is the guy who had the sort of glaring opportunity that he missed. And it just doesn't. It's, the optics are bad, and I wonder is I wonder is that going to affect the kid? And you know, we look to have a guy who's really in in form and and, and going to be an influence. I mean, what what's, what what are your thoughts on the attack for the weekend?
0: I think you've got to look at Fulham's defence, and I know it's an expression we've used before, but and we didn't utilise it. But they're so bad, you've got to fill your boots. You've got to get your goal scorers scoring. If they're regular goal scorers, someone's going to get two goals in that game. And um, I think I'd rather it be Firmino because he's going to be first choice. Um, but if Daniel Sturridge scores two goals, I'm not going to complain. That yeah. would be incredibly churlish. I'm sorry, I'm not celebrating because it was only Daniel Sturridge. Um It could be Divock Origi.
1: I'll yeah. leave that there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, there was a little silence there for a reason. Um, <laughs> that,
0: that was my Adam Balana job last week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's,
1: it's
0: Divock, it's Divock <laughs> Jesus Christ! I, I, I had to look at his shirt to see who it was.
2: Who's that? I if we still got him, Jesus. That it might was have been a second. shocking choice by Klopp to bring him on. It's terrible. Other why nice. did he bring? Why did he bring Kyiter on? Yeah. Why look. take Kyiter? give
1: him a few minutes yeah. i lo- i love i love the man um i and i think he's going to be the one that finally gets us out, out of the non- trophy winning slump i' have no doubt about it but he had a stinker on the night you know he's he's made some ridiculous calls i don't i don't think even he could justify it. and if he looked at me with a quizzical face or got cranky with me i'd i'd take it on the chin because it, it, the managers had a bad one he's had a bit of a mare himself on the night As i still say, don't i
0: still don't get the trend
1: thing the which the trend thing
0: the trend substitution i still do, I still can't with off time but again absolutely battered in midfield and he changes the fullback yeah that's just that's just like uh,
1: uh, you know <laughs> i i couldn't agree more and i i'm i'm finally because i'm wondering what the logic is behind it. Now, maybe maybe there's a perfectly solid um, reason that we don't understand or we're so not are sp- not spread spread betting ooh <laughs> What is
0: what is the most unusual substitution he can make here? Yeah. I was expecting midulate. Come on, it's the third sub.
1: Yeah, I love that. look, let's go. <laughs> T- to get back to the thing you were saying, um, these twenty nine goals against, right?
0: Oh, they're terrible. They're absolutely
1: twenty nine goals against.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that's that's they've bananas. Just, they've just gone to Huddersfield and lost, and Huddersfield haven't scored for. What's it, like, that's it? Like, that that's their first home goal, isn't it? Yeah, it is in. Uh... Yeah. For about ten games or something, yeah, start, yeah. Or whatever. Um, that's their first-time goal this season. Yeah, and it's November.
1: Yeah, now Arsenal, like of the of the top uh, teams, uh, have the most goals conceded at fourteen, and you know. um We singularly failed to go with that defense. So this is what I'm saying to you. If we don't go balls out and get back into that kind of chaotic forward-flowing football again at the weekend against Fulham, I think an awful lot of people are going to be very disillusioned going into this fortnight. And you know what our lot are like. It'll be intolerable to be around the um, the anywhere to do. It's uh, Liverpool social media. It'll be intolerable to be around. It'll be intolerable to be around most of the TV reporting because it'll be talking about crises that don't exist or crises that don't exist. It, it's a, it's a must-do, Cam, isn't it? That we go, and as Carl says, have a right go at racking up a score or here.
2: Have a right go, but most importantly, win the game. Sure, sure. Yeah, I mean, if if you can see that they're genuinely having a go and they're trying to get that fluidity back, then you know it's going to happen. But if they just go out there and they just scrape a one-nil and they're hanging on by their fingernails, you know, with uh, Allison pu- pulling out a worldy save in in the ninety-fourth minute, but we still win. I'm We're taking okay. the win all day long. Yeah, but I'll be I'll be I will be pissed off at the way we played, but mm. I'm taking the win all day long. So the win has to come first and stay unbeaten in the league, which Mm. is madness. And we're talking about potential crisis yet we're unbeaten in the league
1: yeah, we don't play again until the twenty something twenty second, is it, of November, and we'll be on. Uh, theoretically, if we can get this win against Fulham, you're on thirty points and unbeaten. Uh, I mean, you know, you're you're up against, and I know this is a, a, a cause of much um, beating of chests and and wringing of hands and and rending of garments. You're up against a generationally great city side. Um, you know, there's some Quite interesting, interesting crack going on in the background, but all we can do is, pl- is deal with the footballers that they have on the field. And all the other stuff is, is bullshit at the moment because it doesn't, it can't, it can't affect anything to do with the season. And the way that that guy has them playing, um, you know, it would be easy. You can see why an awful lot of people are throwing their hands up and going, Oh, we've got no look. How, how, you know, we finally got our act right together. And we're up against this lot. um, I'm not having that. I said it to you last week. I'm not having that. We kept pace with them until last weekend, and uh, we came, we came came up against a, a, a very resolute Arsenal side. And Carl, you wanted to talk about them for a minute. I mean, you you were you were observing that. You know, I said maybe they're a bit fragile defensively. That's objectively true. Uh, I'm sorry we didn't test that a little bit more, but there are good points to that side that we have to acknowledge. I thought
0: they were excellent. I thought they were absolutely excellent. I disagree with Cam. I thought. I thought they attacked really well. They found the pockets really well. They got down the side. Um, I was made up when Aubameyang went off um, because I love him over Danny Welbeck all day, thanks. I love Danny Welbeck on the pitch as long as you want. Um, but I just thought that's the most attacking I've seen Arsenal for a good five years because normally they're just, um, they, they, they just don't want to be hurt, Arsenal. And they didn't really care about being hurt. I just thought they were really good. And yeah, the defence is awful, but they do what, what good teams do when your defence isn't good. You just keep the ball away from the back four. And that's why I thought they did that really well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 uh, uh you know, the run that they've been on after the two defeats back to back at the start of the season, you know, it's not accidental. I think an awful lot of people were trying to say that, you know, they've sort of spawned a few wins or whatever, but that guy has them very well organized. Um, they do play a, dec- a very decent brand of football. And, you know, we mentioned that attacking uh, trio and we have to give a little bit of props to Liverpool's defense. Okay. They didn't keep a clean sheet, but that is a very potent attacking force, um, that they have there and they were on form on the day. It's a so, hell of a by the way. It's a hell of a finish.
2: Yeah, that's that, that's that's, that's eye point. of a needle. Yeah, it was an eye of a needle finish. Yeah, there's only one
0: thing one thing you can do with the ball there. I mean, Schalke scored a similar goal last night, um, and um, yeah, I mean, he's like I, I've watched that a few times and I thought, is it is it Trent's but now it's just a lovely ball by Awobi. and um, the keeper's come out and I thought, should the keeper have come out? But I've seen it since and I don't think there's much Chelsea can do other than come out. Um, and yeah, but he's, yeah, he's got tons to do. It's just yeah. not to be clear to that.
1: And there is, there is a, there is a situation where I, I, I guarantee you, lads were watching it back, and Andy Robbo's probably thinking, Christ, why didn't I drift back towards the line there? Because he could. Yeah. Have- yeah, and was- you know it would have been a situation where we could have been praising his um, 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 presence of mind to have you know gotten back in the line. We saw a couple of incidents like that in a re- in, in a few recent games actually, where fellas just drifted back and got in the line to, and, and were there to protect the keeper. It's a shame that didn't happen. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not giving out about Andy Robertson, who I thought was excellent, um, but you know it, 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 it's 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 a good hit. And like I said, this is a ve- they were a very they're a very potent attacking team when they want to be. So you, we have to have a little bit of balance about the the performance on the day. It was very solid defensively for the most part.
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, we did re- I mean, also, also Virgil should have had a hat trick. is so, you know, yeah, is that? Yeah. Well, you should have had at least two goals. Yeah, um, and he you should have had a penalty, you know, because. The keepers taking him out completely. Um, so you know, you can look at your bad luck at that. But uh, as I said I listened some Victorian. Uh, exactly, one, yeah. So you know, you, yeah. can't, you can't claim one and ignore the no. other. Early. Exactly. Although I'm quite, pre- again, I'm quite prepared yeah. to do that. I would have on Saturday. Yeah.
2: yeah,
1: as always, Cam. You wanted to say something in Champions League before we yeah, dropped, it, was,
2: it was more um, for the travelling Cup, To be fair, I, I just I, I feel really sorry for the travelling cop um, with these last few away games. Yeah, uh, you know the amount of money and time off work. You know, you know, like I said, the amount of money they're having to spend, take time off work, use it holidays, and you know, and then they go and watch two terrible away games that we played this season. Um, I just really feel for them. Well, I played mean,
0: there on Tuesday, and yeah. believe me,
2: they're fine with it. <laughs> they had a hell of a time believe me oh no I, I know you, you do I mean I, I've been fortunate enough to go to one away game in my life and um, it was an amazing experience you know it was it was magical and we didn't win we didn't lose it was just a 1-1-1 one, one, one draw but um, you know the whole experience is, is something but you still want to see your team play half decent and the last two away games we have been
0: terrible well I'm going I'm going to the next one so hopefully that um, breaks the trend
2: have you got a ticket or you not, not yet not yet All right. well maybe somebody who's listening and
1: can do us a favour yeah I okay. saw I saw that tweet you put out last night about how many people were sort of uh, had, people
0: have least... up they just gave up
1: they've given up giving don't up. give yeah. up yeah. Yeah. don't yeah, give yeah. up
0: just don't do that
1: yeah. there's lots of i oh, I'm
0: not watching this anymore well fuck off then I don't care yeah. yeah. if we go 2-0 down we win 3-2 I always believe Look, I'll, that. Put a tweet, I'll put a tweet out at our time so we're going to win yeah I I did. Yeah, I did did as well. Yeah, tell you what, fuck you were winning this. I said, (laughs) you've got to think. You've got to think that way. Yeah, you've got to.
1: Yeah, but look, it's it that it's it's also not just you do have to yes, but it's also just not blind optimism of the of the supporter. This team has given us reason to believe that this season, with late winners and 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 the the ability to to um to put on a performance in fifteen or twenty minutes, which can blow a team away. So you know, you, you we had we had a right to and a justification for believing that because um, Liverpool
0: Liverpool are nuts. That's why. That's why you believe in it, because Liverpool are absolutely nuts.
1: Liverpool are nuts, which is why anything is still possible this season. Anything at all. uh, Champions League and Premier League double is possible. Anything is possible. We could also maybe finish mid-table. Who knows? Uh, Let's see. Let's see. uh, What, below the (laughs) F? Let's see about moving away from... um, the comparative gloom of recent Liverpool outings and away from football altogether, we have roughly 10, 12 minutes left in the hour. Um, I know there's a couple of things, Carl, that you wanted to talk about. I, I just I would flag up, first of all, the glorious moment during the week where Guy Drinko sent us the picture of uh, his latest movie of choice, Clownado, because that looks like an absolute gem and I cannot wait to get my paws on it. Um, I don't know if either of you will be will be joining me in in that particular pursuit.
2: No, <laughs>
0: it's one it's one of those things. Pr- pr- probably no, but there's a certain scientific interesting guy's mind. As long as there's, there's a favorite there's a have Fawry scene in there. I'm watching it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I also like. Can I also learn? That? I learned last night that um, when um, we write for the Unfilled Index, there is a um, it takes a while for there's a graphic put up for you know it's not just Carl wrote this. What do you think? There's a big elaborate graphic put up with it, and I discovered yesterday that Mr. Drink is now in charge of that. Uh-huh. Um So I asked him if he could, I asked him if he could sneak in a Toby Carvery um, logo somewhere onto the site, uh, somewhere onto the image, and he's going to have a think about it. Please uh-huh. just don't tell Gags.
1: Yeah, no, that's that's the kind of that's the kind of um, um, behind the scenes messing um, that we we do like to, to get involved in around here. I mean, like and it's going to
0: be like a little, it's going to be like a
1: little Easter egg, a little Easter egg, uh, which, little which, little Easter egg special, only enjoyable by really. Oh, Did I miss Christmas? No, oh, God, stop Stop with the Christmas stuff! Stop <laughs> with the Christmas stuff! By the way, um, just on our on our on our, I, I hadn't. This is not part of my plan but it's just come into my mind because um i was around uh dublin today and the the christmas vibes were, were going and um close to me in a part of dublin which is close to me they've re- they've introduced a new shop uh a food outlet called crispy cream donuts
2: Oh, they're lovely!
1: now i don't know if this is a thing that's broken in the uk it is yes.
2: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah okay yeah. well this is the first one in ireland and i have to say lads I'm I've been cringing hard since the introduction of this because people are queuing out oh, the door.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. There is a drive-through cam. There's a really? fucking, There's oh, a donut I... donut drive-through now. It's been open for about a month. It shows no sign of abating in well, its Wasn't there
2: some uh, big traffic congestion when it first opened up. In, in in The Republic, the one you're
1: talking about. Yeah, there genuinely was. And yeah, like yeah, I, said, I saw that on the news. Like I said, I've been cringing hard. I, I can't understand it. But today, because it was quiet and around there uh, and I had someone sort of egging me on, we called in uh, and we did the drive through thing because there was no queue. And <laughs> you've got a menu there. And like, I found myself... So mortified that the only thing I saw that I could read to just get, get get it in the window quickly or, or give the order quickly, I ended up buying a box of a dozen donuts. Yeah, that's what you
2: do. Jesus That's exactly Christ.
1: what you do. Yeah. Mate, yeah. mate I, 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 I induced diabetes after one and a half. I <laughs> cannot. I cannot do that. I can
2: only manage one. I, I, yeah. I,
1: I, 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 I cut so, some of them up into quarters, so I had about <laughs> one and a half though And dude, they're, they're gone in the bin. I can't deal with it. I can't deal
2: they're,
1: they're just heaven, uh, heavenly donuts. That's what they are. No, nah, not for me. Not for me. do The British Heart
2: Foundation would like a word. <laughs> 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 Have as many words as you like, as long as I've got a donut in front of me. Can I be just stopping my phone? Face while you're
1: talking to me, yeah. <laughs> Unsurprisingly, in the background, we learned that Guy Drinkle is a massive fan of said Krispy Kreme donuts. Um, uh, he's uh, he's hoping he's, for deliveries, he's hoping for deliveries, um, yeah. which is which would be uh, even worse. Um, okay, so there's a couple of things that we can finish out with. I know you boys have been absolutely dying to talk about the haunting of Hill House, so if you want to have a little over and back in that very briefly, oh, man. um. Did you finish it, Carl? Obviously, there are no spoilers here for our listeners. We don't. Oh, god, so, yes. With, with, god the, with, with the spoiler, the spoiler proviso. Um, why is it brilliant? Because I haven't watched yet, and like, I don't know what uh, you, uh, you can sell me or or, or 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 finish me off with this one.
0: I, I like, I love storytelling. I love quality storytelling, which involves mixing up timelines. And um, the problem at the the the, uh, the initial problem at the Haunted sort of, of, of Hill House is that sometimes you don't know who's who because it's the same family and it's a big family, there's seven people in it. But it's taken from um when they move into the house and then twenty odd years later when um when the kids have all moved and you know and, and I can't tell you what happens to the others but um um so you're not entirely sure who's who and they all look very alike, don't they can? Yeah, yeah. I think I think kids, but, it, but it doesn't the, the take long practically to work. identical to yeah. but doesn't look like yeah, once you know who's, who's who. Are. Yeah. The, for then example, Theo wears gloves a lot. So that's, so that's, so that's dead easy. Yeah. But the last, I think, episodes five and six are just about the best TV I've ever seen. Wow. They're just that good. Two Storms, just amazing. Oh, I, I can't think... Uh, from, from a from a writing point of view, I mean, there's the ghost thing as well. It actually, it's actually not that much about the ghosts at the end, uh, or the actual horror thing. It's about the psychological makeup of a family. Yeah. And it's just... And the, the ends a bit soppy, but at the same time, we just think there is some real genius going into that.
2: That's I think proper six was I mean It's one of those things. Where...
0: Cut. Yeah, the long take one. Yeah, in, in the funeral home.
2: Yeah, that, that's all, just amazing. I think it, that's five
0: it, actually. It, six two
2: so storms. It? Yeah, it's five or six cuts. But what they've done is the way the cameraman is just going round and round in a circle, and uh, and the scene behind is just changing. It's it is. It's just superb. I've never seen anything like it.
0: The way they've it's, done that. It's just incredible. Yeah. So just just to explain what they do, for example, there's, a, I mean, there's no spoilers in this, um, but there's a, there's a scene in it where they're in a funeral home, and um, the camera goes round, and, and the dad is talking. He's in the middle of the shot, and you can see his kids, age twenty to thirty, something like that, in the background, and then it spins around again, and it's his kids who are sat there, and it's done in one go. It's his kids taken from you know when they first moved into the house.
1: Ah, okay. Um, right, and, and,
0: right, and they've right. gone back into the house, and they've gone back into the house as well. So at one point, the dad leaves the funeral home, and he's suddenly in the house again, and he sees a, his old self, which goes into a separate story. It's right. just beautiful, and there's things like there's things like you know there's, there's hidden ghosts in the background, and sometimes you can see them, sometimes you've got to look them up on YouTube, but sometimes yeah. they're really yeah. obvious. The bent the bent neck lady, for example. But um, the bent neck lady, it's, it's, oh, it's, it's, that's it's a beautiful. that's a twist in itself. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing.
1: I yeah. Well, I, I spent um a couple hours late one night this week watching the final or the most recent installment in the Paranormal Activity horror movie series. And I've got to say, it was the least affecting thing I've ever seen. It would, I, there was barely even a jump scare in, or if there was, I was just so immune to how awful it was. So I'm looking forward to seeing something that's both chilling and well-written, I have to say. Um, I couldn't watch
2: this in the dark on my own. Yeah, I said, get, give couldn't do it
1: give it time it's confusing right okay okay looking forward to that um and the other thing that we usually do here um is uh, give a recommendation for something else that's obviously one um oh by the way by the way i I know i'm all over here but did you see the little clip of chibutty with the barbecue grill versus baby's cot thing that was on on twitter today
0: no i've
2: not seen that excellent
1: Oh, God, look it up.
2: Who's this Chibutti geezer?
1: Just put, up, put, put in Chibutti barbecue. No, there, no, 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 no I, I,
2: I refuse.
1: <laughs> I know. You're <laughs> a nemesis. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, but Is he thing, still
0: breathing? He's getting all the floral, the floral shirts.
2: Yeah. He's got all, he's got all
0: the pace scarves, All of them.
2: Can, can, finish- can we just stop now? We will,
1: <laughs> we will, I'll put you put you out of your misery. Can, can we just finish on one thing which was apparently very um again and I missed an awful lot this week with um, shite going on, um but um apparently very sort of controversial issue going on between the two of you over how to write okay. Is that correct?
2: Yeah, this I'm, is, a, this- I'm just asking the question because he put it in the in the group about how he asked the question himself, or was put somebody right about? It. But he didn't say the answer. Right. So because I just he went with both.
1: Seemed to take exception to, to to whatever it was you say. So, Carl, for the record, um, the, in Pedant's Corner, uh, to finish off the show, what is the correct way of writing "okay"? Well,
0: like? I know you're, you're the teacher, if I'm going to ask you first.
1: <laughs> well, you know, the, the, it's a word, yeah. Yeah, it's a word, so you can spell so just to it. Just
0: to clarify, is it "okay" or is it OKAY? How are you spelling the word? Okay, that's the question.
1: It's a word, so you can write it down as a word. So, as
0: in, as in okay, why? Okay, y- okay, yeah, yeah. That's how you spell okay.
1: Yeah, that's how you spell okay. That's it. Okay. Okay.
0: What's next? There's a, there's a West Wing reference there for you.
1: Uh, I like the way that panned out. That was good. <laughs> that's good. That's how
0: the West Wing weekly finishes the podcast. Okay. Okay. What's next? can we have a drum roll there please
1: (laughs) that went even better than I thought it was going to go anyway before we (laughs) uh, we should finish up because it's getting uh, just uh, past the hour mark Um, as usual I want to ask you guys if there's anything you want to flag up or plug or anything like that, Uh, final thoughts Uh, Carl
0: if you're interested in how I began this this TV series uh, that's, sorry, sorry.
2: T- I'm talking out of school there, everyone. What's happening here? You, yeah. it, is there something you're not telling us, Mr. Copper? Uh, the uh, contact uh, contact.
0: I think he's
2: doing the dirty on his dress. I that's think so, straight.
0: too. That's straight. just me through a camera. Um, if you're interested in what I was saying at the beginning of this show about George Hutchinson's testimony, I have written, uh, I've tweeted it today, an article I wrote about George Hutchinson and my fascination with him. Um, I went to a Ripper conference at the weekend, which was lovely. It really was. I met some very, very lovely people who really, really, really know their stuff. So that's mm. fascinating for me. Uh, on Friday, incidentally, I went to see Amadeus at the Albert Hall with full orchestra. Wow! That was so,
1: so the, of- the, the the movies playing and the 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 uh, the orchestra the or- are
0: yeah, the orchestra do the bit. And if you remember at the end of Amadeus, i I know we're overrunning. Um, if you do, remember the Amadeus, where Salieri sat at the end of his bed when he's ill. And he's mm. talking about how he wrote um, a, a piece called Confutatis at the end of the Requiem, yeah. And, and, and he's literally just writing it down. and said, "Okay, now trumpets, dominance, and tonic." And he's talking, it's in his head.
2: Mm. Uh,
0: and he says, "When he says trumpets, everyone, the people in New York can pick up their trumpets, and you can actually see how he puts the music together." Ah, and God, my God! You know, you don't even the presence of, of incredibly high art, yeah, stuff that you could never do in a billion years, yeah. And it was just—it yeah. was—it was just like watching something perfect.
1: That actually—that that actually sounds beautiful. And and but just for the record, uh, F Murray Abraham as Salieri—it it never yeah. better. I, it's a, just such a cool performance, even yeah. if it—even if there is some shit makeup towards the end of it. But anyway, um, Cam, any last thoughts from yourself? Yeah,
2: just a couple. Um, Thornton's chocolate is better than quality street and roses. Um, oh. Oh, oh,
1: you've got an, you've got, oh. an opened up Pandora's box at the end of the podcast. What are you well, doing? Well, when that? else was I going to do it? No, 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 no. Okay, we've got to come back to this. This is a big, <laughs> big topic. This is a big topic. And you didn't mention, did you mention Cadbury's Roses? You did? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay,
2: right, okay,
1: right. It's right.
2: Trinkles furious. Trinkles furious. <laughs> he's, he's proud of hissy fit in the background there, hasn't he?
1: The knobs have been twiddled off by Guy Drinkle <laughs> in the background. He is very upset. That's why we will return to this. I'm going to make a note of it right now in the notes for next week's.
2: Um, oh, let's type it again. Let's see what Cam,
1: he says. Cam, you're 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 such a mischievous <laughs> bollocks. Um, I just thought that
2: this very second. I thought I'm just going to throw it out there, you know, as you do. <laughs>
1: guy is ang- angry eating Harry Boat. That's how angry he is.
0: You know this. Uh, you know this is the bridge hand grenade.
1: Oh, it is, yeah.
0: Just, he just, just, just chucks in a hand grenade every now and then. Yeah,
1: and he's, he's walking away there. The show's over. He's walking away, hands in his tight pent, whistling away. <laughs> uh, yeah, Smug yeah.
2: as a Cheshire cat.
1: Smug as a Cheshire cat. <laughs> give us give us a final thought, you messer.
2: Here we go, then. Um, if you are depressed, you are living in the past. If you are anxious, you are living in the future. If you are at peace, you are living in the present.
1: Uh, random internet man or some specific person?
2: Adam Dolana Sorry, <laughs> sorry, I had to do it at some point. Jordan Henderson. Um, uh, no. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Lao Tzu. Okay.
0: okay, okay. Just, just imagine what a great if, if Jordan Henderson walked to a press conference and opened up with that. For a start, can I just say this?
1: <laughs> oh
0: God. And, and then he thanks me.
1: He's making fun of Yeah, but
0: yes. you're wrong about Thornton. Yes. Oh uh,
1: God. <laughs> yeah. On that. On that. Really fractious nose. Um, raised by Camp Branch, we will finish up with me thanking you our treasured listeners as usual for the support that you've given us I did mention that things need to happen where we're going to be doing LA Pro plugs. we haven't gotten our act together yet that will come next week Um, but again thank you for your support and will you please recommend the show to someone else do the retweeting do the uh, do the little chatting in people's ears talk to them about us I've been Trev Downey until we speak to you again be kind to your fellow Reds and stay safe out there
2: Network.